Fake news. Mr. President. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Mr. President. I just want to have one thing to say. Mr. President, I'm trying to get a word edgewise here. Fake news put out Mr. President, it's not. It's not fake news just because you don't like it. A few days ago, fake news Enough! Each and every Tuesday, the Journey into Comics Network brings you the real news with the poor of poor, with the late breaking news that really matters. The following is a Journey into Comics Network production. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey into Comics, the podcast about everything nerd, with your hosts, Nate Phillips and Brandon Stone. We've come a long way from the Prime Minister's exploding cake. Or have we? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Journey into Comics. It's episode 183. I'm your host, Nate. Today joining me, as always, the Alfred Pennyworth to my Batman from Batman the Animated Series. What's up, Brando? How's it going, dude? Sir, you're supposed to eat the soup before you go out. (laughs) I wasn't hungry. I'm... I'll get drive through. <laughs> I'll get drive through. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, we are here once again this week. Um, I got I got my identity stolen, or at least my credit card. You've actually had this happen, and you told me on air once. Yeah, this was the incredible milk story. My lactose intolerant ass had somebody steal my identity to buy sixty four dollars worth of milk. <laughs> fuck you. That's like an ultimate fuck you, Nate. Like here's something you can't enjoy, bitch. Wow. You know, some, usually it's like a TV or some shit. I guess it was kind of the same for you, except for you could enjoy this thing if they but, stole. But potentially, uh, I don't game on the on the PC, so like I don't really get on Steam. I, I have Steam on the computer out there, but like. Literally, I never get on there because there's no need for it. You know, that I, I don't use it. I tried it. I was going to go to that route right before I started collecting games, and I hated it so much that I said, I'm on. Oh, no, I'm going to go buy all the all my game stuff back and, you know, come crawling back. I'm like, and, and, and just to make you guys aware that I'm serious about this, I'm going to buy a whole bunch of other games too. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I proceeded to do that. But no, some dude bought like at least $400 worth of stuff on Steam. Jesus Christ, and man. I got that call today. Um, it sucks. You know, uh, earlier this week, I got a call from my buddy Strange over there at 93.5 KHY Solid serious? Rock. And I won a $50 gift card for Wings, etc. Are you serious? Yeah. Jesus Christ, Brando. The ebbs and the flows of your life, man. Um, so that you- dude knows you. He's your best friend. I, yeah, He's your dude. buddy. He he doesn't even pick the name anymore out of the hat. He just has you on speed dial. He's like, I got it. I know who wants this. Yeah. It's motherfucking Brando. Metallica, he's into it. Speaking of Metallica, we never got into that on air. We never told people that that's a thing. And I'm wearing, uh, uh-huh. I'm wearing a Metallica and, shirt. Yeah, totally. We can get into that in, in just one minute, but... Uh, that's crazy that you won a gift card to Wings, etc. How did that f- that phone call was quick, and you were probably just laughing the whole time? Well, uh, it was at work, and I got a voicemail oh, from local. Gotcha. And I'm like, who is this? You know, who wants my money? Who do I owe money? Yeah. That's always my fear is that I owe somebody money that I forgot to pay or something like that. Totally. Um, so it's like, I'm like <clears throat> sitting there, I, I click it. It's like, 
It's like, hey, Brandon Stone, this is strange. And I'm just like losing in my mind, Nate. Like, I still have the voice. Do you have it? Yeah. Oh my! Please play it on air. Please play it on air. This is too great. We've heard the strange stories. We've heard the strange stories so many times. All right. So I'll, I'll see if it's well, loud enough. Let's get his ass on air for the first time ever. Welcome, Strange from what is it? Ninety-three-five. Okay, I gotta like do this. Start over. Turn that shit up. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Hey, Brandon Stone, it's Strange here at 93.5 KHY Radio in Lafayette, and you had signed up to win a Winged Confederate gift card on our website at WKHY.com, and you're a winner, so I've got a $50 gift card for you uh, waiting here at our studios at 3575 McCarty Lane in Lafayette. Come on by and pick it up anytime, Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 4.30 over the next 30 days, and I'll have it waiting for you right there at the reception desk. So thanks so much for listening, Brandon. Have an awesome day. Hey, man, and uh, talk to you soon. We are now on a first-name basis. He called me Brandon, and, of course, I call him yeah. Strange. So, <laughs> And, of course, he said he'd talk to you soon, which means he's already planning the next giveaway. <laughs> well, the that same day, I entered, I entered a $3,500 give, uh, giveaway for St. Patty's Day. Holy shit. Hey, and, win that shit, homie. And also for two free tickets to Metallica. Two more free tickets to Metallica, huh? Yeah. Well, I guess the, the other ones weren't free, but... T- Two free tickets. That'd be inter- how would you? How does that? That would change things for you, Brando, mm-hmm. substantially. Yeah, uh, depending because, on where those tickets were. <laughs> so I guess we should talk about it now because through the gift of the world, finally somehow, some way, I think we talked about this on uh, the craziest night on Ice Earth episode that I had not and you had not yet seen Metallica. Mm-hmm. And they they were on our bucket list. I do remember long, long, long ago, uh, you and me and Jason and Rob and a bunch of people were all trying to go to Metallica. Summer for Sanitarium, s- 2004. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So um, <clears throat> for this to kind of come full circle, and now it's like, oh, shit, I think I have Iron Maiden left to see live, and then I've got them. Click. I've, I've seen Iron Maiden. Yeah, you have, you lucky bastard. Can't um, see Motorhead, so that's out of the question. Yeah, yeah. That's just uh, probably will never see a Van Halen led by Sammy Hagar, so I don't really want to see him. Dude, he's like 71, man. Is Sammy Hagar really 71? I think so. Holy shit, there's no way he's that fucking old. But I mean, I don't know, man. He might be that fucking old, bro. I don't know. It's crazy, though, because... Through whatever circumstance, you and I are finally going to be able to go see Metallica next year in March. Uh, it's, I don't remember the date. March 11th. It's a Monday. It is March 11th, which I feel like the end of that week or the next week or the week before that, somewhere in that time frame, Captain Marvel comes out. So it's like a lot of good shits going on in that time frame of March. Sammy Hagar but, uh, is 70. Wow, that is fucking crazy to me, man. I did not know the Red Rocker was that old. Is, that is actually he is wild. Like one year younger than Donald Trump. Wow, wow. Oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, but like, shit. Literally, he looks a million times better than Trump does at at, at his age. Yeah, yeah, Sammy's actually put together some pretty successful businesses, if you ask me. <laughs> he has a successful music career in two bands, three bands, really, Montrose, 
Van Halen, and then of course Sammy Hagar is a solo artist. Uh, you know, he opened Cabo Wabo Tequila Company. He has the Cabo Wabo restaurant franchise. He has Cabo Wabo down in Cabo Wabo where you can go and have parties and apparently some pretty nefarious shit goes on there, but I don't have any personal experience with that, so that's all conjecture. Uh, yeah, so of course he looks much better than fucking failure Donald Trump. A failure to communicate. Yep. Brando, I'll tell you this here, man. Honestly, what if I'm going to bring this to you because we don't typically get into politics. We got a little time to kill today, some stuff. We can just do. That's a terrifyingly <laughs> accurate face of him. <laughs> <laughs> looks like an asshole with teeth is all I saw. It was just like an asshole that someone threw teeth at. <laughs> I was wondering if I was going to break you with that. <laughs> Sitting there making the faces you were talking. I was, like, I was trying to look away like he's doing it, just fucking <laughs> grinning, and you'll be okay. So um, what if he's going to actually be the greatest president of all time? And let me back that up with some thought. So, yeah, Donald Trump's a failure. He's done everything wrong. And he had this, he run this whole campaign, make, make America great again, MAGA, if you will. And, uh, you know, back in the 80s, allegedly, it could be known as fake news. I don't know if it really happened or not, but there's the alleged story that he said if he were to ever run as president, he'd run as Republican because he could fool all the fucking dumbass Republicans into believing in his agenda and they would vote for him, he would become president. Hey, it's like it fucking foretold itself, right? But my question is, what if he was like, okay, how do I turn a negative into a positive? I'm president now, what do I do? Well, like before he was president, he's like, I want to be president. What do I do? How do I ensure my presidency? I'll get all the Republicans tied up in some dumb bullshit. And then they'll all get collusion and they'll all be tied up with Russian bullshit. And I'll be innocent. I'll actually legitimately have not done anything wrong. My story will stand that I have done no wrong because I will have legitimately done no wrong. And the Republican Party will crumble. The Democratic system will have to adjust and, and some new life brought to it with vigor from this young generation that wants great change and you can feel it in the air. And then Donald Trump will just sail off into the sunset like, yep, didn't talk to Russia. Everyone else did. Fuck them. But I was smart. You're dumb. Make America great again. I only pretended to be an egotistical maniac. I did it for you. Enjoy the future. I, I was the murder for the new way next week on, next week on Trump's podcast my guest here will be the one and only Penn Jillette <laughs> <laughs> that's oddly specific Penn Jillette <laughs> um, you got that reference because you, you watched the Kevin Smith podcast or you listened to it you know what I just pulled a name out of my hat uh, like someone who like vehemently would di like disagree with Trump uh, totally. Uh, Pendulette is a very staunch libertarian. So it's like, uh, yeah, he, he's not a fan of Trump. <laughs> His show, Bullshit, their show, Penn and Teller's Bullshit, it was awesome. Yes. Did you ever watch Bullshit? Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Love that show. I'll never forget awesome. like watching that show and being, and I think the episode was about like circumcision or something, right? Um, and then like there's Teller sitting there cutting sausages with like a, with like a guillotine and a dude walks up and sticks his member in there full blown shaft 
And you're like, is that a... And it goes... <laughs> and then he, get, and he pulls it out and walks away. And you're, and you're just like... I just saw a penis. <laughs> HBO, they were so ahead of the curve. Showtime. Oh, it was Showtime. It was Showtime, not HBO. My fault. Showtime was ahead of the curve. And uh, Speaking of HBO, really quick here before we move on to other stuff that we actually have planned to talk about today. Sure, sure, sure. So, apparently, at the table read for... The Game of Thrones finale made people cry in the room. The people that were it's, acting. Yes. The actors. Yeah. The table read for the final episode of the show. Yes. The fucking end. Yes. And whoever was there or associated with has said something to along the lines of, you know, expect a lot of people to die. Duh. If 90% of the cast isn't dead with like th- three ridiculously, how the fuck did they make it through cast members surviving? I will mm-hmm. be actually shocked. And then, and I mean, I'm talking like somehow Arya needs to survive, but all the other Starks need to die, including John. I know that's ridiculous. And like, you know, maybe Daenerys survives, but maybe not. And maybe she could be a great martyr and, and actually kill her as well i i think um, it, you know since since john is apparently the chosen one right he's he's the anointed yeah. you know true heir to the to the throne i think it would be you know he's like one of the last guys left fighting the night king fighting 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 he's uh, he, and then and it's like you know he gets knocked back and he the night king goes in for the kill and he stabs the night king with a sword right yeah. Right as the Night King stabbed him. Oh. So he killed the Night King, but he's going to turn. And become the next Night King? Daenerys will kill him. Ooh. Like, not in cold gruesome. blood, in heartbreak. Oh, that's gruesome. This show is going to break people, Brando. Mm, oh, no, I have no doubt. Because I feel like since season four, maybe even five, the show has been pretty pulled back and tame a little bit with your, how can this show kill that person? It really has pulled back the reins a little bit and said, nah, no, 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 we're going to keep him alive, going to move him along here, and we're going to get right over here to Littlefinger. We're gonna give for the you know little finger a little good death here and go over here and we're gonna not gonna kill Jon Snow. We're just gonna pretend for now. And then we're gonna go over here and we're gonna you know kill all the sons of the harpy. They're gonna get harpied out. I don't know why I keep going back to a very soft spoken Trump podcast. I'm sorry. It's all right, Brando. That happens from next time week to time. here. No big ne- deal. Next week no. here on Trumpcast, Kit Harrington shows up. And we're gonna have Would a, it be Trump Castrophe? Trump Castrophe. Yeah. And and Kit Harrington, we're going to sit down and have a nice little conversation about what it was like on the set of Game of Thrones, uh, surrounded by all these hot women, and how many he grabbed. Um, Ew. I know I would have, especially the hot red hood. Turns out he grabs you know, her like, almost every night. Do you know, Brando, there's another show that gets trigger happy, that kills people unnecessarily, that we haven't talked about in a hot minute on this show. We haven't talked about it because uh, you kind of fell behind... 
I got pissed off, Brando. It happened. I feel you. I feel you, man. I, I, I you know, and I was mad too, but now I'm really glad that I kept kept watching. Uh, you know what? Honestly, let me say that now. That, are you all the way caught up as well? You yes. saw this past episode eleven. Well, I uh, yeah. Honestly, man, I'm impressed. I hate it. I hate the death of Carl. I thought that was a really poor left turn for the show to take, considering there are so many amazing moments with Carl that just make The Walking Dead unlike anything else in comics. You know, it's really genuinely one of the things that made me love this book more than anything else is that, like, there's a character development between Negan and Carl during All Out War. Then there's the time jump. And then Negan's kind of become a mentor to Carl. And now that doesn't get to fucking happen. And I know you were like, oh, but other people get to take it. So, like, in in the first episode back on the at the midseason premiere, like, the, the end of Carl and the how everything went out, like, it it was nice. It wasn't shittily done. It wasn't, it was kind of overly emotional, but I'm so detached now from those, that version of those characters. I'm so much more invested in the comics now that it was easier for me to just sit back and, like, not objectively watch this and just be like, oh, okay, like, I get that decision, and I like that this decision brings Siddick into the fold, and Siddick now becomes the doctor, and then, you know, we realize how important this play that Carl made in episode nine to really before that when he first started working with Siddick in this season you know we realize how important that is by the time we get to the end of season or by the the time we get to the end of episode 11 and what happens to Dr. Carson so it's like there's this really interesting full circle that gets built from the death of Carl you also pinned it on the head last week you said Negan's reaction sells you and me too it really did because he's like crushed and you can tell he's like fuck this is not what I wanted at all this is not how I would have done things for Rick to be telling me this shit is like the worst of the worst and uh, he even says he's sorry to Rick you know he goes I'm sorry and I'm like oh they're gonna kind of have a moment together and that's not at all what happens because Rick gets filled with rage because it's Rick Grimes for you um, you know, there's a lot of different dialogues and narratives being played out. There's, uh, you know, I've, I just watched Brando three episodes deep, so please interject as you see fit here. Um, you know, things that stick out. I loved Morgan's storyline that they were telling. He Same. goes to help the, to, he goes to help the kingdom and Ezekiel. Oh, and there's the, him and Carol take out like everybody. It's amazing. And then like the Gavin storyline and there's like this, like is, is Morgan going to go back to forgiveness and like that Morgan we see in season five, who's like, we can't kill. We have to be stronger than that in the last moment. Cause if we give up, you know, and we break, then we're going to break everything. And of course the little kid gets revenge or at least some form of revenge. Uh, Ezekiel is saved, which is cool. Uh, another, you know, another storyline you've got is the Alexandria crew leaving Alexandria. Yeah. And there's, there's tension mounting within, You've got Daryl leading the group. Tara's there. She wants uh, Dwight Ros- dead. For Rosita, Tara wants Dwight dead because he killed Denise back mm-hmm. in seasons five, six. Mm, it it would have been six. Yeah, right. It would have right been near, six. It was like right near the end of, 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 of season six. One or two episodes before the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, which was supposed to be Abraham. 
if we'll remember. Yep, for the no, comics. The Nobi got a twofer uh, with Negan. Yeah, which was an interesting change in the uh, story, but um, still, it, it, it still, it still did the thing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. we'll see. And, and and that thing also set as it set in motion an, an, a really awesome character arc for Daryl with him feeling guilty for doing what Daryl does. Yeah, kind of like, you know, reflecting on that. Um, with this though, I'm really enjoying the 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 Dwight storyline play out. You know, much like it did in the comics, but differently, especially with the whole Tara thing and him, you know, saying. I know you're going to kill me. I expect it. I deserve it, but at least let's kill Negan first. Yeah, and he also even apologizes for Denise. He's like, that's not, that wasn't my call. Like, I am sorry. I know that doesn't mean a fucking pile of beans to you, but I'm still going to say it. And there's, uh, you know, an interesting turn in that moment, too, because it looks like Tara's going to fucking off Dwight and call it a day. And uh, some other saviors make themselves known, and they kind of pull back behind the bushes, and she forces Dwight out, and he actually does the honorable thing and leads them away. One thing that's super interesting to note about this big moment from the comics actually gets brought into the last part of this most recent episode. Oh, dude, I, I was smiling ear to ear. Me too, Brando. As soon as Eugene started saying what the fuck he was saying when they were talking about the bullets, and that's another storyline we got to talk about Father Gabriel and, and Dr. Carson and that whole thing. Yeah, we'll get there because we'll there's something there that I want to talk to you about. We, yeah, we'll get there in a minute. But um, Eugene is in the factory. He's building the casings. He's getting the bullets ready. They're getting ready to go to war. He's trying to prepare everything for this to actually start, and he hasn't yet actually built any bullets. Um. So he's like, look, Negan, we don't, I'm not, this is not, we can't just start today because we're not quite there yet, you know. There's a lot left to go before we can even get there. So sorry, and Negan's like, that is not what the fuck I want to hear from you, Eugene. Like, I don't want excuses, give me something. And Eugene's like, what if we just... Put like guts and shit in a big metal catapult and fling it at him. <laughs> yeah, his his whole explanation of, of that was just very guts. entertaining. You put guts and arms and other parts in there, and you just fling them over to arms, and if they get hit with it, and there's a cut or a wound, then they'll get, and then they'll become one of them. <laughs> I don't know if that was exactly what he said. I know, it wasn't, you know, uh, I watched a lot of Walking Dead in a very short amount of time, so my brain's a little scrambled there. But that's okay because it was really, you know, Brando. I'm actually really grateful that you told me to keep watching because I am enjoying it. I, I mean, and the Carl's death is divisive. It does a good job of serving that version of that universe that's already all fucked up. It's like we can't bring Andrea back. We can't bring... I would want to bring that Andrea back. I didn't like her. No, I didn't want to bring that Andrea back either. But you know what I'm saying. We can't yeah. bring Carl back. We can't bring some of these heavy hitters that we've lost along the way back. Um, Beth or Bob or, you know, tainted meat. <laughs> I'll never forget that shit. That was awesome. You know what? I, I, yeah, within this, I do have a Walking Dead thing to say. Did I already tell this story? Did I tell the Walking Dead comic story on the last show? I don't know. About how I was at 
the second Charles. And I looked over and I saw a chew number one sitting out in the middle of the fucking floor, like just chilling. And I'm like, oh my God, chew number one, what? And as I get closer to inspect it, it was chew number one black and white edition, which was actually the Walking Dead issue 63. It's like a $90 book, right? The price tag said 95 cents, and I bought it immediately. What? Yep. I have it. I have it. It's, yeah. I already had a copy of it. I've already got that issue. It was one that I worked my, literally, I worked my fucking ass to get. I worked my ass off to get because it was a hard issue to come by anyways because it was a double banger. Issue 63 is a little deeper into um, Father Gabriel's story when he first appears. And then backtracking, it's also the full first appearance of Chu in comic book form. So it's like a, it's really a heavy hitting book. And to, I just found it in the middle of the odds. So it was marked fuck? for 95 cents instead of $95. Well, it was that or, and this is my very slim or the only other thing I could think of. And I mean, listen, the time that Sarah V and I were in second Charles was all of 15 minutes for me to even see this. And I was just trying to round everybody up so we could leave because I was like ready to get the F out. And I round the corner and I saw it and I was like, oh, and it was like, OK, we need to go. So we went. And as I was leaving, I was like, the only other thing I could think of if this isn't naturally mismarked by the company is if somebody bag swapped. And if they bag swapped, they're straight up G and I appreciate their services because that's the only other thing I could possibly think of, man. Like, you don't put a hundred, almost a $100 book out on the fucking floor for 95 cents. I just don't, I don't understand that. And, uh, and it's like, do I sell it? No, I don't fucking sell it on principle, motherfucker. It was 95 cents. Like, fuck you. <laughs> that's a, I made a profit on that. I'm holding on to that shit. Uh, so, yeah, that's my little comic book story, I, you know. Um, but back to The Walking Dead. Uh, I like how Walking Dead is maybe trying to take the Deadpool approach to things, creating their own blind Gabriel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm sorry. I'm awful, folks. Wow. Um, so how Brando stands me, I don't even know. So, uh, yeah, dude, like this whole storyline with those two really got my eyebrows raising when they end up finding this cabin in the woods uh filled with like taxidermy you know trophy heads radios ham freaking radio important to rem yep fuck yeah dude i saw it too i was like oh my god eugene is gonna procure that at some point and he's gonna talk to stephanie if they keep this show going holy mm -hmm. shit like they have put the seed in there and that is the and that is the pathway you know, you know, to the uh, Commonwealth pathway to the princess as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah that 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 was a big moment. Uh, just to that just that it, that it even showed up. But then, of course, it's like this whole thing where he, you know he's saying God will guide me, and I'm following him, and like all these good things happen. You know, they they find the the antibiotics to help out with uh, the infection. They find. He the keys to the car he, after he fucking knocks the bank off. Yeah, like the piggy bank. And, they, and they're getting ready to leave, and then they get caught by Negan's group. And then they're sitting in the back of, like, their truck. And then 
Gabriel says something to Dr. Carson about, yeah, about God leading the way again. We're still on the path. Still on the path. And then Dr. Carson's like, yeah, I think I see it. And he grabs the, one of the dude's guns and shoots himself. Oh, what the fuck? It was just like, what the fuck? Of course, Gabriel can't really see all that well, so he's not going to be as traumatized. But he's still going to be fucking traumatized. Oh, dude, no, he was crying, man. Can I can I ask you a question? Why did it, why did Gabriel look like he was a laughing old grandpa when he was crying? <laughs> he does, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> Scott Gillian or Gilliam or whatever looked like a laughing grandpa when he was crying. He was like, <laughs> like it was like, are you happy? Are you sad? I hear sad coming out of your mouth, but you look happy. I'm confused. So, uh, his eyes are shot. Negan takes him into to work with Eugene, assorting you know shell casings, and so he's back with Eugene. Well, he's the only one that knows about that ham radio. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna end up telling Eugene that they stopped at this place and found a ham radio, and Eugene's gonna go get it, or go there to see if he can get it to work, and then that's gonna be where he. Is his secret outpost? Maybe. I love it. Maybe that's where him and uh, Father Gabriel will make a break for it and escape. Yeah. At some point. Interesting to note. Um, There's still even more to talk about about these few episodes because uh, Jada, Jaina, Jada, at Oceanside, not Oceanside, the trash dump people. Yeah. Jadis? Jadis. Jadis. It's Jadis. That's right. It's Jadis, folks. Weird, convoluted-ass name. Jadis. Ain't nobody named fucking Jadis except for this lady. Um, So, yeah, in the midst of all this other shit that's been going down, Rick and Michonne end up going back to Trash City, USA, and uh, it kind of... No one's there but a bunch of walkers, and they're not sure what happened. And then, like, later we get Simon talking to Negan, and I liked that interaction as well because Simon's like, why don't we just go to the fucking hilltop and fuck them all up and just clean the house and kill them all? Just fucking murder everybody and start fresh. They don't get it. They're not getting it. I'm Trevor. I hate you all. Fuck off. I love Steve Ogg. He's amazing. Uh, Agreed. But, but... uh He's so fucking mad and furious, and then when he goes there to Trash City, USA, and they have that whole, give give us the guns, and then there's the whole, like, are you for, do you, do you repent, essentially? Are you gonna be sorry for your fuck up? And uh, she says it a couple times, and he don't believe her, and then they end up wiping out everybody else but her. And it's almost like he's doing to them what he wants to do to the hilltop mm-hmm. in a smaller scale. Like, see, look, it worked. I took them all out. And then he lied to Negan about it. Also true. Also true. And then uh, when Rick and Michonne end up climbing on top of the trash, get away from rockers, uh, the rockers, the walkers, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're, they're just down there like, yeah. Trash City, Atlanta GA. (laughs) 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 Oh man, I just called Atlanta Trash City. Um, Oh, I was uh, I was was doing Bad Street. (laughs) 
<laughs> they will it's figure it. Um, They're not going to take it personal. I don't think anybody in Georgia actually listens to our podcast. There's like six, six, six states in the United States that don't listen to us all time, and most of them are in places that might not even have internet. So I don't, I don't <laughs> like Wyoming Montana. and no Montana listens to us. It's Wyoming, North and South Dakota that that we don't have plays in. Also Maine and Vermont. Like, come on, I love Ben and Jerry's, and I also love Bear, Bernie. <laughs> Bernie's, I almost called him Berries. <laughs> oh fuck Bernie Sanders not Barry Sanders it's like if him and Obama did a fusion dance oh shit <laughs> why are we talking about all the presidents on this fu- or I guess I guess Bernie's not president yet <laughs> okay um yeah, no. So they go climb on top of the trash, and there's and there's Jadis, and she's speaking normally. Yeah, one hundred percent, not broken speak, not anything else, and she's just kind of explaining why she went here, why she was there, and then why she stayed here. <coughs> and then yeah, I think one of the one of the more cooler ways that they got rid of walkers here is is what she did. She grinded them up in that trash grinder, and then it like made them a big pile of mush. I loved the lead up to that though because Rick and Michonne leave her like "fuck you," we don't want to save you, we don't want you to die, but you're not coming with us. Like you had your chance to help us, you had your chance to give us guns and people to stop all of this, and you chose not to help. So technically, you're culpable by default because you fucking did this. So Rick's really pissed at her, legitimately. He's got beef. He's beefing with her. He's mad. So they leave her. And she's with everyone that just got gunned down of her people. And it's her, the one alive with all these dead. And she sits up up at the top of the thing and just hits her. It's just, you know, pounding her stick until they all formed a line, man. And then she just turns that shit on and lets the magic happen. It was fucking gory and glorious and fucked up all at once. Um Look like you just smelled something bad, Brando. <laughs> no, I looked over there. I, I, like I saw something in the corner of my eye, but there wasn't anything there. Well, that's good. I'm glad there's nothing there. That's terrifying to think about. Um, I'm trying to think, there's some other storylines we got to tie up here that happen. Uh, oh, Enid and Aaron. They have a little storyline that kind of goes down mm. um, at Oceanside. Uh, Enid obviously killed the grandma. That was at the right before this midseason finale, or right at the midseason finale. Yeah, something like that. And um, they're caught, and shit's gonna get bad. And you think shit's gonna get bad, but they actually get told to just leave. Like they're like, "We're not gonna kill you, but you have to fucking go and don't come back." Aaron sends Enid away, but he's not going. What? I'm confused by that call because it's like. What are you, a man, in this situation, in this community of women who have already not liked dudes up in their territory, going to really fucking do? He really likes dudes, too, so... No, no, yeah, I know, I get that, I get that, I I do, I get that. I know he's not going to go in there with macho bullshit, he's probably going in there with lots of compassion, 
He's going to go in there doing his Christopher Walken impression is what he's going to do. Oh, man. He's amazing at that shit. Oh, I dude. love His Walken is amazing. We play yeah, that on it is. Did we play that like on the show? Yeah, we did that for uh, New Jedi and Last Mutants. Yeah. 161 when we did the podcast catastrophe day of marathoning podcasts oh, from gosh. 9 a.m. to whenever the fuck we stopped. I forget. It was like dinner time, like five. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because we went out to dinner and then did the Foodies podcast live from from dinner. That was a fucking weird episode to reference. Anyways, um, hmm, trying to think what else kind of gone on here. You touched on the fact that a lot of the things we see that are supposedly time jumps are Carl's vision of the future. What did you think moments. of? Uh, I, I told you about that, but then in the episode when you see the end of that with Nika standing up from that. Had I not told you about that, would you have went, what? No, you know, I love, I, I, I enjoyed knowing because it made me more excited to see how that played out. And then also, if I wouldn't have been told that, it doesn't surprise me because, again, I'm hoping it's geared more towards what they did in the comics. And, you know, um, I just... Uh, it, Carl has a hope for the future, and he really, you know, drives it home with everybody in this episode. Like, seriously, folks, this is what needs to happen because we're on a path of destruction where we all lose. And I want to be the one that gets you guys to fucking wake up and realize it. Uh, <clears throat> I think the hardest part in the Carl episode was him talking to Judith. Yeah. I think that that one, like, it didn't break me. I didn't cry or anything. But if I was more emotionally invested in this show again... It could have it, it could have got me off guard with a little cry ko, you know, little little tears out of nowhere. <laughs> By the way, I want you guys at Game Addicts Podcast Cheap Pop. That's every Thursday at GameAddictsPodcast dot com. Uh, I want you guys at Game Addicts to do a review on the Ojo. Have you seen that fucking thing? The Ojo. Yes, it is a projector. That is built for the Switch. Oh. It charges okay. your Switch, and it also has ports that you can put HDMI ports for other systems into it, and it projects onto any flat surface. Okay, I think I've seen that. And they're also fully customizable. I so badly want to get one with the Journey into Comics network logo or possible future network logo. Spoiler alert. <clears throat> 17 weeks away. <clears throat> what? How's it going, Brando? Anyways, back weirdly, to the show. Weirdly, specific cough. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Certain words come out when I cough. And I don't mean that to happen. It's all an accident. Is there any other storylines from Walking Dead that happened in those three episodes that I'm just brushing over that need to be more heavily digested? Jesus, cat of my existence. <laughs> Ami, we're trying to talk about the Walking Dead, cat. Get the fuck out. And get, go. Get, get, meow. <laughs> I she think gone now. She's... I think we got it, man. I think we uh I think we touched on everything. I love how you shoot your cat out of here and, and the way you did. Cat cats now <laughs> <laughs> She's pissing me off. She's shit, I'm dropping everything. She was pissing me off because she was just like I'm in here to yell and tell you that I'm here and now I'm going to obnoxiously leave. Like she was already walking away when I shoot her away. It was like, come on, man! You didn't. E you know I'm doing a podcast. You see the headphones on my head. I don't look like this for any other reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
except for maybe when I'm watching a movie or something with my headphones on. But no, man, I uh, I really enjoyed this episode, these episodes of The Walking Dead. I'm excited to continue watching, having the um, the scene at the end of episode 11 with Negan covering Lucille in the guts and really driving the point home that all you got to do is give one little kiss with this shit and they become one of them. It was like coming back to the comics all over again. They fuck me with Carl. They redeem themselves with this. It's like... I feel like dumb and dumber, you know, just when I you can't go and do anything stupider, you go and completely redeem yourself, you know, like great job, <laughs> Samson. I thought it was Swanson. Samsonite. Samsonite, that's right. <laughs> Samsonite. Oh, you know, I I didn't see Dumb and Dumber 2 or Dumb and Dumber I don't what was was it Dumb and Dumber 2? Dumb and Dumber 2 is the actual sequel. Dumb and Dumber Rur was like some weird prequel that they did with other actors. Yeah, that one was weird. I saw that one. I didn't see the actual sequel, but the prequel made me not like it because they wrote they wrote a note to their dad and catch up on the gym floor. And I'm like, that that is too much motherfucking effort to write a goddamn note. Just find some pen and motherfucking paper and write that shit down. You do not need to take your ketchup bottles and write across the entire gym floor. Dad going out with my buddy to get some snacks um, or whatever. If you get a chance, watch the sequel, number number two. Uh, cool. It's not as good as the first one. Fair enough. However, I felt like. It was a good little nostalgia movie. It's like sit back, just enjoy it. Don't don't nitpick it because it it can't beat the original. And it I don't know if it ever really tries to, but it is definitely as stupid as the original. So therefore Damn. Therefore it like it succeeds. Like I love how like uh Harry's mom and dad are both Asian. What? They're like really hardcore Asian and like mom doesn't speak any English. But yet he has no idea that he's adopted. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. Oh man, it was that that was hilarious. That got me. And then they're making jokes about him smearing peanut butter all over him, his 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 junk, and why the dog lo- like like oh the dog loved you. You used to go to your room and eat peanut butter with the dog, or something oh like that. It's like oh no, no 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 I, I no. <laughs> I wasn't doing that. What? What are you saying? I wasn't. That wasn't me. Yeah. It was your other son, Larry. <laughs> Larry. All in, oh, dude. Like all in all, it, it's it's worth a watch. It's a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool trip. Um, I I, I definitely I don't. Like it. I I I don't feel lesser for like you know have watched having watched it go. Oh my god, that was just a waste of time. It you know it was funny, uh, and it was cool to see these guys that at this age kind of. Go back to that mindset. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting to see them go back to that. You know, Brando, uh, this is not... We're, I'm going to totally derail now because my brain has just started spinning with our other topic and all the things that I want to talk about. And um, while Dumb and Dumber is tantalizing, love me some Jim Carrey, he's actually played some cool comic book roles. Riddler, he played... Uh, all-American man or whatever and uh Captain Justice. I don't know what the fuck his name was, but it was in uh Kick-Ass 2. Did you see Kick-Ass 2? No. Wow, I'm actually surprised. That's a really good flick. It's good. It's different. 
It's a little uh it's a little different than the first one. I was I was actually really pleasantly surprised. Red Mist quits being a good guy. Well, he quits being a fake good guy and decides to be a full-blown bad guy and decides to change his name to just motherfucker. <laughs> They're like that's kind of aggressive, bro. Like you can't call He's coming right out the gate like motherfucker. Wow. You're aggressive. Anyways, Brando, I feel like Marvel loves us, and they're like, hey guys, you should always record on Fridays, and we will also always coincidentally give you information that is good and pertinent to talk about for your Journey into Comics podcast on Fridays, because today, man, a trailer dropped. Indeed. Thoughts? I thought it was a good trailer. Still doesn't give very much away. I feel like for as much movie as I feel like this movie's going to have, it didn't give really that much away. I feel like the few plot points you could put together without needing to see the trailer, it was just cool to see like added teamwork, I guess, is the way to say that. There were there were a few things in here that I think are leaning somewhere. However, um, if this trailer, like obviously I've been praising them for not releasing too many trailers because I think it's technically only like the second trailer. Yeah, uh, and they've barely released TV spots. I think they've only released one or two TV spots, which are just recycled footage from trailer one. Mm-hmm. And you know, now maybe they'll release some more spots with footage from trailer two. So like, I that's something with Age of Ultron that I, that was pretty critical of because they just they had so many trailers and. When you're coming into this, it's like at this point, this at this point in the game, we're like, you know, just a little over a month out, and like one word to describe that trailer is hype. That 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 trailer just made a whole bunch of hype. Yes, absolutely. I don't know if you saw this yet or not, um, and I feel like we were just saying this news recently, a few weeks ago. Marvel Infinity War. Officially breaks Fandango's record for fastest pre-sale in history, breaking the record by Marvel, Black Panther, just a few short months ago. Their pre-sale outsold that pre-sale of all of Black Panther in six hours. Damn. Think about that. The amount of money this movie is probably going to bring in. I mean... You know, here's some stats for you, Brando. Before we get into really digesting and breaking down all the shit that actually happened in this trailer, um, let me uh, pull it up here. There's some interesting stats. They uh, they polled more than a thousand Fandango users who purchased tickets recently. Ninety-seven percent can't wait to see how dozens of heroes work together in the same film, which is pretty impressive considering it's. All of the Avengers, it's all of the Guardians, most of the Avengers and all the Guardians. Uh, 94% are excited to see different franchise characters meeting one another for the first time, meeting a Doctor Strange and Spidey, meeting of Star-Lord and, and Iron Man and shit like that. Uh, 92% see Infinity War as a culmination of all MCU films before it. Here's an interesting stat. I'm shocked to see this. 87% say they have seen all of the MCU. That's a higher number than I was expecting. All of the MCU, that's, you know, at this point, 18 movies, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Also, with 18 movies, if you want, folks, you could just take yourself a minute to leave the journeyintocomics.com right now. Type in www.patreon.com backslash journeyintocomics. 
Go give us $3. You'll get exclusive content like our Road to Infinity War, which is all the shows on the network covering all the MCU movies leading up to Infinity War, which comes out April 27th, with April 26th being the last review we release, which will be Black Panther by Butt Stuff Podcast. Cannot wait to hear that review. Um, but back to it, Brando, here's some more stats. 71% saw Black Panther on the big screen, and then 60% claimed Black Panther made them even more excited to see Infinity War. Now I think it's about time we get down into some of the footage and what we saw here. So right out of the gate, I want to know, man, from this trailer, you know, it was, you said, a lot of hype. What's, like, some of your favorite moments or moment in this trailer that you were like, oh, fuck yeah, this is awesome? Easily cap holding back Thanos. Oh, that's an amazing, amazing shot. You got to figure Cap's fi hands are on the pinky and middle finger or pinky and index finger of Thanos, and it's his whole hand around that finger. Those are gigantic mitts that Thanos is swinging. Also, awesome to see the super cut where your two franchise guys. Your Chris Evans and your and your Downey Jr. in back-to-back -back sequences within that trailer, you see Thanos saying, "I hope they remember you," you know, mm -hmm. and he's going to crush Iron Man. But as he jumps, it cuts to him jumping onto Cap. So it's almost foreshadowing one of them is doomed, if not both of them. Uh, interesting to note that the Russo brothers just said that Thanos and Thor will have the most screen time in this movie. Uh, obviously, most of the movie will be Thanos' backstory. We saw some of that in the trailer. Did you mm -hmm. notice little tiny Gamora? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool to see. It looked like uh, Thanos was at in Gamora's home world uh, right after him and the, uh, what do you call those guys? The Chitauri. That's his fleet. Uh, after the Chitauri and him demolished her home world and him taking her away, uh You've got, uh, trying to think of some other interesting moments, Spidey swinging away on the bus with just his mask on, but the rest of himself is normal, mm -hmm. like, which is very typical comic book Spider-Man, not always put together, doesn't always have all of the costume on, just enough to cover his identity, at least. Um, honestly, though, Brando, this is the moment that I fucking loved, and it was Star-Lord and Iron Man. Star-Lord. Yeah, that, that was definitely a good scene. <clears throat> Your plan, it's good, except for it sucks. So I should make the plan so maybe it'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Like, I love it because that's so Quill. And it's awesome because in that moment you also see Spidey look, and he's in awe that somebody is just stepping up to Tony and just not even giving a fuck who he's talking to. Because <laughs> Quill doesn't give a shit in a bag of donuts what Tony Stark has done on Earth. He's been dealing with real shit out in the cosmos, you yeah. know. Um, we get to see the Black Order for the first time officially. You get to see a close-up of Ebony, Ebony Maw. He's putting those needle things in Doctor Strange's face. You remember that in the trailer? Yes. Which looks like uh, they're going to kind of go back and forth and probably be uh, battling throughout... You also had a scene which it's pretty – I feel like I could tell you the opening scene in this movie or at least the opening scene when we see Thor in this movie is going to be, as I've said a couple times, they're on the ship with all the Asgardians and there's the after credit sequence where Thanos' ship shows up. Thanos and the Black Order are going to board the ship 
and Loki's going to hand over the Tesseract. Thanos, as seen in the trailer, crushes the Tesseract to get the Space Stone and put it in the gauntlet. But he's not done. He kills everyone on the ship except for Loki, Thor, and he tries to kill Hulk, but I don't think he's going to succeed. I think he's going to throw Hulk off the ship who's going to fall to Earth and turn not Hulk anymore, right? Do you, and that's, do you think Banner is inside the Hulkbuster suit? I do, and I think it's because he's too afraid to turn back to Hulk because he knows what a badass that Thanos is. Like, he faced him straight up, and Thanos just fucking chucks him into Earth like nothing, you know? And at this point, think about that for Banner. He, as the Hulk, can do anything. He has done anything. He fought Surtur. I mean, in, in Ragnarok. I mean, he was trying to anyways. And, I mean, he, he fought uh, the Fenris Wolf. I mean, mm-hmm. I think Banner's going to be too terrified to turn back to Hulk. I really do. And he's going to tout that he went toe-to-toe with the Mad Titan. And we shouldn't be doing that. We shouldn't be fucking with him because he fucked me up. And, look, now I can't turn. So, Tony's going to be like, bro, you're my science bro. Why don't you just take over Veronica 2.0? I made some upgrades. You can fit in the suit. It'll work great. And uh, interesting to note that in the Wakanda scene, there is no Iron Man. In the Wakanda scene, there is no Iron Man. And it has been confirmed by multiple sources. The third act of this movie will take place in Wakanda. Leave me to believe I feel like Tony will not even make it out of the first act of this movie. Hmm. I, I think he'll make I it. I feel he has to make it out of. Okay, so if 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 Wakanda is in the is in the third act, then maybe that is Tony inside the Hulkbuster, and he brings that out to fight Thanos. Ooh, that could be. And then because you know, interesting to also note. That in Wakanda you have, have being a keyword, also seen the Hulk running in that one scene from the first trailer with yes. Cap and some of the Wakandans. So Hulk is eventually there, but do the Outriders and the Black Order scare or piss him off into becoming the Hulk, or is it that he has re he's able to get that channel himself again? And that, like you said, Tony is actually secretly in the Hulkbuster, which would be genius and totally unexpected. Left field. That would be amazing. Uh, other things to note is the little because every you know that for the trailers they've done and little releases and stuff for um, a lot of the Marvel stuff lately. It's like the trailer, and then there's a little after trailer after the card. Yeah, like a little and, like almost like <clears throat> after credit scene for it. Yeah, just like a here's a little something extra that we wanted to give you, but we didn't know how to put it into the trailer and make it flow. So here's this. And uh, for this one, it was awesome because it's Peter, and he's like, hi, I'm Peter, and he's clearly, I'm pretty sure, on the Milano with Strange. And then Strange is like, hi, I'm Dr. Strange. And Peter's like, oh, we're um, we're using our made-up names. I, uh, um, in that case, I'm Spider-Man. Like, <laughs> oops. And and that's a funny callback to the first Dr. Strange movie where Caecilius tells Strange, like, uh, Dr. Stranger, no. Strange Doctor, no. Like, <laughs> y- y- it, is, it is strange. Or your last name is Strange or something. I don't know. Uh, I, haven't, I, I need to watch more Doctor Strange. I think I've seen it, like, four times now, but I don't think I've seen it enough to fully 
grasp every moment of that movie like a lot of the other MCU stuff. Um, other stuff to note in this movie trailer, you saw <clears throat> uh, Shiri from Black Panther with a hologram of Vision showing where the what the like literally what percent of the Mind Stone is controlling his head and like if they pull that out what they're going to get rid of interesting to note that she also um in the comic book uh prelude to infinity war mentions shiri does that uh they had tech that was that could have but essentially they had technology that could have built a better ultron Mm -hmm. than ultron and, you know, good that Ultron didn't find it. But that also means that they had better tech than what to build Vision. So maybe she's going to figure out a way to take the Mind Stone away from him without killing him, where we will still have Vision, but he will, in fact, be without Mind Stone. Perhaps, man. Uh, you know, we we saw um, that little image of her with the little uh, hologram type thing. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so... Uh, I'm trying to think if there were any other really like major moments that were in this trailer that were worth talking about. I do love there is one moment from the comics, Brando, that I want to discuss. I don't know if you caught this or not. Have you read Infinity Gauntlet yet? Actual comic? I haven't. You know, I feel like maybe before that movie drops, we should try to get that in and maybe make that another comic club exclusive for our patrons over at patreon.com backslash journey into comics for three bucks. You also get early access, folks, which is a great news because you get all 10 shows. But um, I feel like we should read that because there's a lot of cool parallels from that book to here. One thing to note is in the book, Thanos mentions that he wants to take out half of society, half of humankind, half of Earth, half of the galaxy. Boom, dead. Everything. Take everything and get rid of it by half. There's too many of everything else, and if we get rid of half of it, we'll be better, right? And he does it with a snap of his fingers. Mm Mm-hmm. And we saw in the trailer Gamora talking about Thanos, and she snaps her fingers. Also interesting to note that they kind of supercut that together to make it look like Gamora is talking to Tony. Definitely not. Tony's going to be talking to Doctor Strange about Thanos, and that's how he's going to get filled in. Yeah. Gamora is talking to the Guardians because they're like, hey, tell us about your dad. He just fucked up the Nova Corps, and that's... Now he's because I feel like that's going to be the very first scene of the movie is Thanos just quickly dispersing of Novacore to get the power stone. He has it first, and everything we've seen, it's the first stone that's already in his gauntlet at the jump. You know, and like mm-hmm. I said, with the Tesseract, you see it later. Time Stone in a lot of the trailer, Doctor Strange still has the Mind Stone, Vision still has. We don't know where the Soul Stone is. Could be Tony. Who knows? Uh, Overall, I really loved this trailer, and as you said, man, mad hype. I'm jacked for this movie. Um, the Iron Spider suit looks dope. All the costumes look dope. Uh, all the CGI work looks great. We got to see Thanos with his old armor, with his, like, fucking legendary Thanos armor and shit. Right. And that looked fucking pimp. I think I that was like, I, I think that's going to help a lot of people feel better about you know, seeing him walking out looking like the dude from like Pawn Stars, or Stone Cold, or Stone Cold, or or, or whatever. Where you're like, it's like, well, this is a weird looking version of Thanos. It's more like he's walking out in the wife beater, but here he is, and you know, straight up, you know, you know, getting it like in it, like in his whole get up and everything. So, hell yeah, man. Well, April twenty seventh is just around the corner here. 
I don't really have anything else for Avengers talk. I've got one last bit of comic book news, Brando, and I think we can wrap it unless you've got anything else to bring me before we get down here. Any late breakings that we've had on the internet while we've been in the middle of recording? No. Um, Folks, for the first time in three years, I read an Amazing Spider-Man comic. Um, My intent is to hopefully have us review the entire storyline going down swinging um, before it's over. It is Dan Slott's final Spider-Man story. Dan Slott responsible for many Spider-Man from, I believe, issue 500 on through issue now almost to 800. And also he did the Superior Spider-Man storyline in between all of that when they took a break from Spidey for a short time here. So, uh, you know, Dan Slott writes the story going down swinging. Essentially, Norman Osborn is denied the serum to become Green Goblin. He's been denied the ability to become Green Goblin and it's driving him crazy. It drives him crazy to the point where he goes and bonds with the Carnage symbiote. And then, of course, that drives him even more crazy. He takes a hostage. He is interrogating this hostage who is breaking down all these stories trying to not tell him the truth. And at the end of the issue, you find out that Norman remembers because he's all broken and fucked up. So for the first time in a long time in comic history, Norman remembers who Spider-Man really is and how it all connects. And it's all because of Gwen Stacy. It's all because of the memories of Parker. And it hits him. And he goes, I know who is Spider-Man. I know who I have to kill. So now Red Goblin is on a mission. Also to note... Flash Thompson gets called in to essentially become anti-venom or Eddie gets called in one of the two. I can't, I think it's flash flash Thompson gets called in to become anti-venom in the book as well. And he's like, look, I, you know, you can't just fucking do me like that or whatever. Uh, I feel like Mary Jane Watson is now the Stark CEO. Um, at this point in the story, of course, uh, Peter runs Alchemax, which is from, uh, the storyline that was told back in superior Spider-Man and whatnot. So I'm really I'm actually surprisingly loving the book, Brando. It makes me want to go get all the back issues that I'm missing from the time I stopped reading to now and keep my streak going of having all the amazing Spider Man's sans those few in the very, 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 very early days. Right. Um But that's all I've got, Brando. I don't really have anything else today for JIC. We're kind of double dipping tonight. We've got another show to do after this. You guys will end up hearing that show on Wednesday. It is 316 day. It give me a hell yeah. Um, but it's not going to be on the day that it drops. This is actually going to come out Monday the 19th, I do believe, if my mathematics is correct. Yeah, because the 21st would be Wednesday. The 21st also will feature the Game Addicts podcast releasing their review of Ant-Man, mm-hmm. which was fantastic to listen to. I, the Podfather took a little sneak peek on that one peeled back the curtain and uh, listened to an early review of that I really quite enjoyed. So you folks will want to check that out because it's a raving review of Ant-Man and lots of great things are said, lots of great conversation is had, and so much more. Brando, do you want to get into the plugs before we get out of here, my dog? Hey, guys, if you want to go and check us out online, of course you can go to journeyintocomics.com and check. And, of course, we're on podcast services all around the globe. Of course, iTunes, Podbean. Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, if that's your fancy. Of course, we're also backed up on YouTube. Check us out. Search us there. All the episodes are backed up there as well in audio form. And, of course, we're on social media, man. You can go and check out the Journey in the Comics podcast at Journey the, uh, or over at Facebook as well as the network page. 
Journey in Comics Network. Um, funny story about that. Nate, uh, a guest on Podcastrophe reported our network page. What? And claimed he he was being a, a complete a, a complete troll and okay. reported our page for uh stealing intellectual property. Okay. Yeah. Who's the troll? Cameron. Oh, I'm gonna kick that kid's ass. Because he thought it was Blaine's page. Oh, well, now I'm really gonna kick his ass. <laughs> you can send that message from the podfather himself, send it down the line. That at some point, Cameron, unbeknownst to him, he's going to be working his little job at Subaru. He's going to be doing his thing. He's going to be wearing his little hat with his little paint suit on. I don't know if he wears a paint suit or not, but mm-hmm. he's going to be in his little jumpsuit, little little hat, little face mask thing or whatever. You wear a little protective eyes, glasses, make sure your eyes don't get got. I'm going to walk in that some bitch. Everybody's going to be like, oh, who's this motherfucker walking in with business? I'm going to find him. I don't know nothing about that plant, but I'll figure it out. I'm going to walk up to him. I'm going to kick him in the stomach and give him a stone cold stunner. I'm going to walk out that some bitch. And that's the bottom line because Nate said so. Brando, do you have anything else to add today to this podcast? Not a thing, man. I was just getting warmed up for the next one. Um, If that's going to do it for Journey into Comics, this is episode 183 with all the presidents and all the news about the Infinity Walking Dead War. I don't know what we're going to call this fucking thing, Brando. We'll figure it out. Until next time, I'm Nate. I'm Brando. We'll see you guys later. Make sure you, you take your ball caps off saw your heads wide open, and fill your brains with shit. Later.